we study God's word at music camp and God commands us to sing as to let his word dwell in us richly in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. We're to worship him musically. We're to proclaim his word musically. And so we want to train up our, our students, our children, to be able to sing skillfully with music, to understand what they're doing. The Bible says sing with understanding. But it's all couched in studying God's word, growing up as Christian worshipers. The default in our culture today is to be a music consumer. We are conditioned by the age we live in and the technology we have to be people who listen to music and it's an important part of our life. But we have lost something that our forefathers knew, which was being active participants in music. Used to be if you wanted music, you had to make the music. And now we, we just press a button. But uh, these students uh, are learning through the course of their time at music camp, not to be music consumers, but to be active participants in making music. So not only to learn how to sing well, how to understand music as it's written on a page and how it comes together in a group environment, but to be able to take those experiences and have them be the seeds that are planted for their involvement their whole life in the musical life of the church. We want these students to be the next wave of worshipers in the church who know how to sing to God. Hey y'all, welcome to Cross Politic on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. It's Thursday, good to be with you. Thank you for tuning in nightly with us. A lot of you tune in nightly. and I know my mom does. Yes. And <laughs> she know, shares the show. I know your mom does. I know your mom yeah. does. My mom hasn't been sharing no show. Mama, yeah, my, why ain't sharing my no My mom shows? does share the show. Oh, she, my mom is slacking yeah. on that share button. All our moms. I know. Pastor Toby Chalk Knox, I'm the water boy. Stick around. We got uh, Raquel Sarwa Swati. That's great. Okay, there, that's all I'm saying. That's, all, that's just, enough to get you to stick around. Name, that's so my hook. Okay. It is a fake name, and we'll get there. Also, Jesus is Lord in public and in private and in every area of life. It must be subject to his lordship. And our use of technology is no exception. What captures our attention on the screen either glorifies or dishonors our Lord. That's why accountable to you, that's the word accountable, the number two, the word you, is committed to promoting biblical accountability in our families and churches. Their monitoring and reporting software makes transparency easy on all of your devices. So you can say with the psalmist, I will not set anything worthless mm. before my eyes. So guard against temptation with accountable to you and live for God's glory. Learn more today and try it for free. It's accountable, the number two, the word you, dot com slash FLF. And, and they're going to be at our conference. They're going to be doing a lot of our conference. I actually live, I think, like 20 minutes away from, oh, from the Ark. From the Ark in Canada. They probably, so, can they see the yeah. Ark from their house? They probably could. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Imagine that. All right. So there's a, there's a video. <laughs> of, Was that a Sarah Palin joke? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I'm sorry. I'm a little slow. <laughs> that's I was a little slow. That's funny. Way to, way to get up there, Knox. Um, so you didn't this catch is, it. This like is you it. I, I just kept going. I just, you know, yeah. He didn't uh, think it was funny. No. Yeah, I mean, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. 
Um, so this is a 2018 Tucker Tucker uh, Ben Shapiro interview. Ben Shapiro. How did we miss this? It, I don't know how we missed this. It was kind of kind of interesting. It was 2018. Yeah. And I thought we were up on our business. We weren't. Time. We weren't you know very that? good at, at, at no, producing no, no, like we used. No, to. no, no, got, no. That's not true. Okay. Remember, no. we were doing a show just twice a week. That's true. In yeah. 2000. Actually, I don't even know if we were yeah. doing twice. Sort of like doing? trying to stop a virus. With a mask. <laughs> so there were certain things that like... like mosquitoes yeah. flying right through that volleyball net. Yeah, so we do like Wednesdays, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. Midweek fix. And then yeah. we're doing Sunday yeah. specials. So yeah. it was kind yeah. of hard for us to find the content that was yeah. pertinent. We had to channel it down. Because we were recording on Friday. Right. So That's I can right. see why we missed this okay. in 2000. But now we do it a daily show. And so Sunday we go back to Friday. what we missed in yeah. 2018. So, but, but I think this video kind of illustrates a bigger problem with Christians and under... In the, our understanding of economics, we really are kind of a, a illiterate um, uh, mm. when it comes to economics. And so, anyways, Ben Shapiro is interviewing Tucker here about his, his recent 2018 book that he wrote. And, and so, roll the clip. If the goal is preserving the family as the core building block of any successful society, and it's got to be that goal because it has all kinds of effects that we want, and it's just inherently good. It's I don't need mm-hmm. to explain it, but I could. But the point is, if that's the goal, what are you doing about it? If, if you wake up one morning and you find yourself in a society where 23-year-olds with four-year college degrees and like initiative who aren't smoking weed every day, if they can't make enough to buy a car, much less a home, much less get married, much less have children, then why should you be surprised when half of them say they prefer socialism? Well, you I, should not be surprised. So I agree to a certain extent. Yeah. I think that the, the, Hold on, hit the pause question is... I, I, I want to finish that, but I, I think this is worth addressing real quick. Uh-huh. First of all, um, what did they get a college degree in? <laughs> um, yeah. and Basket weaving? Uh, not all college you know. degrees are made equal, right? Yeah. And they went they, to Leviathan State University. And, ah, well, And ah, if they ah, went to NSA right. and actually learned some things and were educated people, those the ones who are working... Right. Those are people who got real educations are going to be the ones where they're not going to be like, oh, I can't get a car. No, they're going to figure it out. They're going to get one. The other thing is who's responsible for making sure that the, uh, the, the, the family works. Right. Who's responsible for that? And I think there's three different groups. Really, but they all have different categories in how they work. First of all, if you want to make sure that the family is working and it's important that it works in society. Well, you got a, a husband and a, and a, and a wife <laughs> right. that kind of bear the right. large portion of that responsibility. And right? if your kids aren't successful coming out of college, maybe there's a connection to the husband and wife and, 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 or, and, and how yeah, they raise mom, mom and dad. Mom, mom and dad, dad right? right? Yeah, yeah, mom and dad. Um, and, and then you have the church who is mm-hmm. preaching the word of God. And right? Discipling that is, all disi- nations. Right, right. Yeah. And, and telling them what the responsibilities and duties are, how uh-huh. the world works and uh-huh. is supposed to be made. And yeah. then you may have the civil government who's saying, all right. While you guys are doing this thing of economics and stuff, we're just going to make sure nobody steal from the, each other. And right. if you do that, you pay restitution. Right. Outside of that, go have fun. And that's what they do. Right. Yep. It's not just – so the, he asked the question, well, how do you make it better or right. how do you help it? Yeah, well, you, it depends right, on who what, you are. What do you do to preserve the family? Right. Well, it, it depends, depends on, on who you are. It, it really does. And it's not just a – well, he's operating only – this is what's so important. We are built and saturated in a Machiavellian world. We right. only think of – Politics, statism. power, and power, and statism. power, and statism. That's the only concept yeah. flowing through his mind. Mm-hmm. Is what is the state's responsibility to make sure that it preserves the family? Yeah. Well, well, he, he hasn't even spelled he, it out. He's yeah. about to spell it out, right? But just in his the way he's thinking yeah, about but, it. But listen, when, when Shapiro is going to ask him the question, and he's going he's to confirm, you're exactly right. He's only thinking in terms of statism. When the pedal hits the metal, like you talk in the in the book about technology and how it's shifting and taking away jobs from folks. 
Yes. And you make specific reference to truck driving and the fact yes. that there are going to be these automated cars on the roads. So would you, Tucker Carlson, be in favor of restrictions on the ability of trucking companies to use this sort of technology specifically to, you know, sort of artificially maintain the number of jobs that are available in the trucking industry? Are you joking? In a no. second. In a second. Whoa. In other words, if I were president, when I say to DOT, Department of Transportation, we're not letting driverless trucks on the road, period. Why? Really simple. Driving for a living is the single most common job for high school educated men in this country, in all 50 states. By the way, that's the same group whose wages have gone down by 11% over the past 30 years. The social cost of eliminating their jobs in a 10-year span, five-year span, 30-year span, is so high that it's not sustainable. So the greater good is protecting your citizens mm. from— look. Capitalism is the best economic system I can think of. But, I think that anyone's ever thought of. But that doesn't mean that go. it's a religion and everything about it is good. No, but, but there's no Nicene Creed of capitalism that I have to <laughs> buy into. What I care about is living in a country where you know decent people can live happy lives. Actually, and so no, I would say immediately no. Are you joking? And I maybe would make up some pretext for public consumption, like, oh, they're dangerous. The technology is not quite finessed. No, no. He would do but it. But the truth would be, <laughs> I don't want to put 10 million men out of work so this, because you're going to have 10 million dead families and the cascading effect from that will wreck your country. This is this well, is really sad. Thanks, Tucker, for telling it the is. truth. That's really sad. Yeah. That's uh, that, um, our best and brightest. Well, I, I mean, I'm going to hope that maybe since uh, 2018, Tucker's come around. Maybe he's maybe sure. he's realized that's that, interesting. That, you know what? That's I mean, a pastor for you. Ain't yeah. I mean, uh, it's, just, it's been five years. I mean, I mean, COVID yeah. shook a bunch of people up. Yeah. But but everybody needs to hear that he in in uh, one side of his mouth said he's not a socialist. He's mm. upset that so many young people are socialists. And yeah. then out of the other side of his mouth said, <laughs> yeah. I'm a socialist. That's right. Now, of course, he's the good kind of socialist. Yeah. Because he, he's for the poor. It's for the family. Yeah. It's yeah. for the high school educated. It's yeah. for 10 million jobs. That's but right. you just see what he's doing? Yeah. Seductive. He he, he is a, like so the problem with socialism is it's it fundamentally doesn't believe there's a God in heaven. Mm -hmm. And so it believes the state has to step in and fill the shoes of God. Right. God, yeah, right. God, you know, if there is a God, he made the world and he walked away and left it. And now yeah. we've got to step in and protect everybody because otherwise the forces of nature yeah. will crush everybody. Right. So we got to organize the world for God because he left it and he messed right. it up. Right. 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 Well, he's just doing that in a small way saying technology is taking. First of all, technology is not taking anybody's jobs. No. Technology no. is a tool. It's mm. inanimate. Uh -huh. People make tools and use tools. Uh -huh. Okay, mm. don't blame this on the forces of nature. Wait, wait, okay, can I push back a little bit? Uh, Hold on, I'm not done. Okay, yet. okay, let, but, I'll let you finish. Uh, but la but la the main thing just being he he's playing God. He's yeah. saying yeah. if you let this AI go, if you let this technology go, it's automatically we know we absolutely know as his omniscient place yeah. it will take away 10 million jobs yep. and it will destroy families. 10 million families at least, right? Yeah. Yeah. And um. That's socialism. Yeah, he he is he is pretending to know absolutely that's what this technology will do. Yep. Um, I actually thought for a second he was going to say, "Are you kidding me? It's dangerous." <laughs> Here I am. Yeah. Right, right. There's going to be a there's actually issue. maybe a moral. That, I, I, uh, I'm yeah. actually worried about safety. Yeah. That's what I'm worried about. Yeah. And, so is Pete Buttigieg. Well, I would just say safety, but who's responsible yeah. if the technology well, breaks yeah. down? Yeah. I mean, if he's if, got and that hit someone and if kills someone, AI who's responsible? Truck, you know, yeah. drives over somebody's car. That's what, who, I, who's responsible? Yeah, who's yeah, responsible? Exactly. And I, I'm not more concerned about that. But but here, th this is. Um, 
there's all kinds of problems with this, um, beginning with what you said before about, you know, who's responsible to help the family. Yeah. And, and I think even though he frames it as I care about these high school educated working class people. Yeah. I think the way he talks is incredibly demeaning. Right. Right oh, now no, with the interview. He, he, absolutely. Yeah, he's assuming Hands that a high down. school educated young man yeah. or even a college educated with young man. With a four year degree. With a four who year doesn't degree, smoke weed. Yeah. Who doesn't smoke weed is like. I can't find a job because yeah. there's AI drivers. Yeah. Like you just insulted the image of God. Yeah. That's right. You, you, like, do you know what, what do people made in the image of God who have been, who have been trained and educated that there is a God in heaven yeah. who, who filled this world with glory and resources mm. And you've got a work ethic. Remember Ben Merkel talking yesterday? Yes. That, yeah. that, that, where's that? It's that diligence. Our, th- where can people watch that? And it's Club Portal. In, In the Club, Club Portal. Portal. Yeah. It's it's a seven series, six yeah. part Spiritual series. Disciplines. Yeah. Spiritual disciplines on working hard. When you've been trained to think about the world as this treasure map, because your father in heaven made it for you to find glory. You don't worry about AI drivers taking away your jobs. You get busy. Yeah, Booker T right. would be completely opposed to everything he just said. Right. right? You're but talking about up from but, slavery. But, right? yeah, but, but he that he's treating all of us. Yes. Like yeah. we are we, we and especially, you know, working class high school educated types. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they can't find work. All they can do is drive trucks. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tucker, that's pretty elitist of you. Okay, so Ooh. can I push I want to push back a little bit because aren't people going to lose their jobs if AI does take over driving. Yep. And then they're going to find new ones. So then there are going to be a loss of jobs, but you're saying it's not a zero sum game. That's right. Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, we, we've been doing this tons with, com, com, I mean, computers and all kinds of tools. Mm. I mean, there's all kinds of jobs yeah. we don't have anymore in yeah. our world because of technology. Yeah. Can I? Where's the horse buggy jobs? I, I wanna, right. I mean, there's a lot of people <laughs> who, yeah, who, who aren't picking up horse poop anymore. Right. You think about those people? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what they're doing now? It's short-sightedness. It's really a yeah. short-sightedness. And, it, and it's, again, incredibly demeaning to the image of God and people. We are, um, it, here's what it reminds me of. Yeah. I was going to tell you this earlier. Okay. No, you okay. told me to shut up. Yeah, because said, I haven't finished, I haven't finished my it. point. But go ahead. I, all right. Sorry. I know. You want me to, You're uh, jumping. You want, That's no, okay. no, let go. Go, it, go it, past it. It reminds me of our friend Alex Epstein. Um, yeah. Fossil fuels. Yeah, yeah. 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 One, one of his one of his uh, great points that he makes in the book, and he made it on the show when we interviewed him. This is a while ago. Yeah. But he says the liberals always they always prophesy doomsday. Uh-huh. Yeah. There's only this much fossil fuel left, and yeah. then when it's gone, it's you know it's doomsday. Yeah. Apocalypse. And he says, but then what you do is you walk it out, and it turns out that at every stage along the way, people adapt. Because they're humans. They're human beings (laughs) made in the image of God, and they adapt. They say, hey, this coal's got too much smoke in it. Let's do this differently. Let's change the way we're designing these stoves. Let's Mm -hmm. change the way we're designing our houses. Mm -hmm. And people adapt. They make adjustments such that when you think you're omniscient and you think you're God and you can anticipate what it's going to be like, you're wrong Mm -hmm. over and over again because you aren't God and because people... Um, they make adjustments. Can I make a quick example? I want to say a quick example about this. Yes. So I work in the film industry yeah. as an editor and producer, right? Yeah. I learned underneath Darren Doan. Yeah. Everybody knows who he is. Yeah. Darren told me stories about when he started editing, there was actually real film and a cutter That's right. that laid out in strips, yep. right? And you, and you cut it, it and you tape and you it together. It and you, tape it together. <laughs> you put it along, you go through the things, yeah. you yep. find your cut, cut yeah. it, paint, and that yeah. was it. Yeah. And that was how you, you edited the You better film not at the time. change that. Right. <laughs> because that will put people out of jobs. And so when Final <laughs> exactly. Cut came in, there was this huge machine that was around in the side of the other room where people were actually cutting and editing yeah. digitally. Yeah. And all of the guys who were there in the industry before was like, that's never going to catch on. Yeah. So it started to catch on. Yeah. 
And the guys who wanted to continue working in the industry and field had to learn a new process right. of editing. Right. Otherwise, they didn't yeah. have jobs. Yeah, right. Well, that started to catch on really quick. Right. And, and here's what happened. Over time, those guys who didn't learn a new trade, they didn't work in that industry anymore. Yeah. But a bunch of guys started coming to that industry that made that trade accessible to yeah. a lot more people right. to the point now that you can edit things right on your cell phone. Oh, and yeah. almost everyone who has an mm-hmm. iPhone, mm-hmm. an iPad is an editor. It yeah. opened up the industry so that more people can do it. And, it, I, and I've, I've even edited video on my phone. Even past. But it's even not just For that. Instagram. Even me. <laughs> but I wasn't even sorry and I didn't feel guilty yeah, about it at all. No, but then now you have people who are, everybody's editing and they needed places to put it. YouTube right. came out. Vimeo right. came out. Right. All these places came out that allow people to take their creations and put them out there yeah. and created a whole new form of industry for people to make money off That's of right. influencers. Yeah. That's right. Now, regardless of what you want to feel about that, there's yeah. a lot more money in the industry of editing right. because of the technology. Yeah. It's not a zero-sum game. So whatever the group was, that very small group of editors that lost their jobs then. Right. Because the they amount, refused to innovate largely. Exactly. Why? Yeah. They refused to innovate. Yeah. A lot more people came to the industry who weren't editors who right. became editors. Yeah. And there's a lot more money in it because of that. Yeah. So so a lot of what we're talking about is um, Joseph uh, Schumpeter. Joseph Schumpeter was an economist back in the 1800s, and he came up with the what the principle, the concept of what we're talking about is creative destruction. In a capitalist economy, there's there's creativity that comes along and is good for the market, but also will destroy a market at the same time. Creative destruction, it's constant cycles in, in capitalism. We've seen this, you know. I, mean, I was joking with the horse buggy yeah. concept earlier. Henry Ford came along and well, you yeah. know, crushed the horse Made buggy. Made a better horse buggy. It, but, but, <laughs> Part, but part of what's going on Put a here, a bunch of horses out of business, is whenever yeah. poor horses. Do you even love like, the horses? Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to eat grass. <laughs> Leave me alone. My great grandpa had to go across the country <laughs> anyway. But a lot of you know Tucker's um, included in this when a lot of you know socialists or liberals start talking about kind of this doomsday stuff. They kind of overstate things. They oversimplify things. They overmake it. They make it look all bad. But there's no way people are – let's say um, I have a moral problem with um, uh, uh, automated trucks. You know, who, who's, who's going to – if it wrecks, who's responsible for it? That's the, that's the question I want to answer. Whose truck is it? Yeah. E- exactly. Yeah. Um, if moral problem if, fixed. If, so, if your ox gores someone else, yeah. right, you're uh, responsible. That's, what, that's what I want us to answer here yeah. is the yeah. moral problem, right? right. right. Um, so I don't have a problem with the technology. And if it comes along and, and it's not – first of all, it's not instantly going to destroy 10 million jobs like Tucker says. Like he says, oh, t- it's gonna we're gonna lose ten million jobs. Well, let's just say it does. Um, right. I, I think it, I think it will. All the technology we already have has already destroyed hundreds of millions of jobs, and it's always been better for the greater good. That's right. Mm-hmm. We want to talk about right. the greater good. Right. This has always been right. better well, for the greater and, good. And and this gets back to the, Knox's point: is do we want to preserve the family? Absolutely. Right. Yeah. But how do you preserve the family? Yeah. You do not preserve the family by ordering the Department of, of Transportation yeah. to, to um, take this fascist move, right. mm-hmm. like interfering mm-hmm. in, the, in, in free mm-hmm. trade and free um, economics. Mm-hmm. Um, it's soft socialism. It's soft fascism, whatever you want to call it. Neo, yeah, but, some but, of it's straight up fascism. But you're, again, you're, you're not. Do we want to protect the family? Yes. We want to protect the family the way God says to protect the family. That's right. Which means state, stay in your lane. Church, Mm -hmm. stay in your lane. Family, stay in your lane. And then um, let God bless the family. Go ahead. I just have one more thing. Go ahead. Make Um, your point. I'm I'm trying to wrap it. And it's probably going to go right into yours. We do need to wrap this up. Um, uh, But I'd say ultimately in all this, 
uh, the reason why I think Tucker and guys like Tucker and even more conservative people than Tucker end up in this ditch, like, hey, the government might need to step in and fix this problem. Right. I don't know how it's like big tech. Right. You know, we got Josh Halley. Government might need to come in and step in this problem. Right. It's because ultimately um, we have government regulation problems all over the place. So I, I do think some of the ditch that they're stepping in is, is because they feel like there's so much government regulation. Right. We, we need to figure out how to solve it yeah. somehow so, through coercion. Yeah. But I think the other issue, the more foundational issue in all this, is because we don't have faith in how God's economy works. Right. We don't have faith in uh, – we, we don't trust God. Right. First of all, we don't trust God in the spheres that we've been talking about. Preach, like preach God, right. God gave authority right. to the church. He gave authority to the government. He gave authority to the families. All different authority, and right. it all applies in different contexts. Right. And that's why there actually is a Nicene Creed of free economics, <laughs> yeah. Tucker. And, and that's it's actually, ultimately faith is the, what I want to get to. Well, and that's, yeah. that's so – when I look at the free market – I believe in God the Father Almighty. Come on now. You preach means my, that all <laughs> power and all authority – comes from God mm-hmm. the Father mm. and Jesus Christ his son. Mm. Okay? Yeah, that's right. And that's right. that actually is that actually now, is the basis yeah. for a free economy. Yeah. And the, that's right. We're not and, and not in a not in a like a fatalistic um impersonal way. We're yeah. saying this world is ruled by right. God the Father Almighty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if we obey his word and we and we exercise the authority and power that he's given to us right. in our spheres as parents, as, as fathers, as pastors and elders, and as civil magistrates doing the things we've been assigned to do. We are trusting God the Father Amen. Almighty. Yeah. And Amen. that's how we're truly free. And that's how families flourish. Yeah. I've been using the term Machiavellian a lot. And basically what I'm just saying is that we've gathered all the power from those other governments yeah, right. into one place. Right. Right? right. And because of that, we we have a mindset more that's about, that's, um, uh, We've uh, we've destroyed hierarchical structures, so mm-hmm. we can't have them operate in the beauty that they yeah, are. Right. And we've also um, removed uh, trust and faith in mm-hmm. in God for sanctifying us, right? right? And I think this is where uh, yeah, me- that's exactly right. And that's where yeah. it's like if you believe there is a God, yes. then trust Him yes. to to take this story forward and that's bless right. it. Well, and because we don't want to do that, we don't like that we're revolutionaries because we're Machiavellian based right. and we're saturated in it. We're yeah. we're baked in it. Everything we want to do, it has a revolutionary idea to right. it versus a sanctifying idea. And what's and the way you know this is when you don't want to have the take the time or go through the time period it takes for something to work itself out. Yeah, let right? fa- families <laughs> over generations. Whoa. Let, yeah. let the church preach the gospel. Yes. Let the leaven work through the loaf. That's yeah. right. No, instead what we say is we want swords and guns. Yes. To solve things. our problems I mean, now. When you say yeah, the state has to right. do something or else it doesn't work, you're saying basically that the most effective power is violence. Yes. That's right. Which Yes. Is Marxist, yeah. which is socialist, which is fascist, which is Machiavellian. Okay. Yeah. I, I, you, you, should I spin well, on I just want to say that here. when yep. we talk about stuff like this, what we, we need to recognize is like instead of adding more regulation to things, we need to think about wait a second. How do I allow these governments to have more power? Well, let's remove the regulation. Yeah. What happens when everybody gets the opportunity to make their own tech, yeah. get in the industry themselves? Right. And But when we're thinking in a Machiavellian way, we don't think about backing off, right. yeah. and with, with the, at least with the civil magistrate. That's right. Because what we need is a back-off approach to the civil magistrate yeah. and empowering of other spheres to be able to operate. Well, what we also need is the civil magistrate to actually use their sword That's right. on the things right. that God actually told them to use their swords right. on, yeah. right? Preach, I, preaching. The, 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 the whole like Christian nationalist, whatever people, people who, who tend to line up with Tucker saying we need to get Christians in there using the power of the state in a Christian way. Yeah. Look, let's start with the death penalty then for murder. Yeah. Let's just do those things. Do the thing that Jesus has assigned you to do. Clearly and explicitly assigned the government to do. And and let's start there. And I mean, imagine what would happen if you did that 
and then back off on all those other things. Yeah. Yeah. And Pastor, you know what just scared me, though, is that if they don't know to start there, then I'm concerned if they know how to exercise justice on the issues of murder. That's what scares me. But the reason why they they can't do do that is because they haven't read their Old Testament. Right. That's that's the problem. Right. But but at least there, it is their assignment. Spend some time working through there. Get get (laughs) out of welfare. Get out of education. Get out of the arts. Get out of all these other things. Do do justice like you've been commanded to do. So this is the conservative ditch, I think, here. Yeah. Okay. This is, I mean, Trump appeals to right. the blue collar worker. Right. And then he integrates right. all sorts of socialism. Yeah. Into it. And he says, you know, I'll boss the liberals Ted around. Cruz, all right. these guys. So this is a conservative ditch. Now, there's another ditch here no that other, we need to be, no that, other that we need to be watching out. To. No other ditches. California, Elon Musk is moving his engineering headquarters back to California. Listen to this. This actually what? just happened yesterday. What? Valley. Governor Newsom and Elon Musk side by side to announce Tesla will base its global engineering headquarters in Palo Alto at the site of Hewlett Packard's original headquarters. Newsom telling Musk he appreciates Tesla's partnership with California. Let's see this as the beginning of something even more extraordinary on the journey to dominate in this space and to change the way we produce and consume energy in this state and this nation and the world we're trying to build. Well, at Tesla, we're looking forward to an exciting partnership with California to do exactly that and transition the world to sustainable energy as quickly as possible. So thank you. All right. Uh. Today's announcement comes 15 months after Tesla moved its main headquarters from Palo Alto to Austin, Texas. Musk has previously criticized California for overregulation and taxation. (laughs) Uh, I, I can't. I, this, I need to wash this, this that taste out of my so mouth. This is so problematic for so many, on so many levels. What's the ditch here, Gabe? So, so first of all, uh, Elon Musk moved his engineering headquarters out of California because of all the regulations, all the taxation, all the corporate In problems. Texas, right? To Texas, Austin area. Right. Now he's moving it back. And I guarantee the reason why he's moving it back is because of all the fascism that's built into that move back to mm-hmm. California. Yeah. Tax tax yeah. deductions, oh, yeah. you know. Now this uh, is a mob a, move. Uh, it's a total mob move. Mob, mob, not mom. Mom, I said mob. I said mom. Yeah. I was, I was looking sure. Okay. Make sure people can't hear. Um, it's a total mob move. And and the thing, it, it, Elon's taking bait that most conservatives would take. Yeah. Wait, hold on. Well, really? Yeah. I, oh yeah. Elon's I, totally taking I, the bait. I think, I think he's smart. I, I think, think he's smart. But in 15 years. California is going to lock him. Now. I mean, California is going to screw him. Well, I think I think in fifteen years, uh, or is he? They're going to come out and I, I regulate think, him so bad. Well, I but I think he's smarter than that. Me too. I think he's playing poker, Bruh, He bought Twitter. He bought Twitter. <laughs> well, you know, you know, he kept the he kept his um, CEO headquarters of Tesla in Austin. Right. So this is just his engineering headquarters. Yeah. Well, I, I so, think I think I mean he just went through Twitter. Yeah. I think I think there's a lot of money in this. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right. There's yeah. a whole bunch of fascism built into yeah. this. There, uh, Newsom has promised him all mm, sorts of tax deductions. They probably of, gave him the building. Uh, yeah, I mean everything, <laughs> tax breaks, everything. Yeah. And I, but I think that I think Musk is 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 running a play. I think so too. So I look, think Musk thinks he's going to eat. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you, Pastor. I think Southwest Airlines CEO said thought the same thing in Texas. Well, yeah. hold on. I think this is a little different, though. But Musk has got a history. Yeah. Musk has got a track record. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I want to know if you live in a fascist environment in society, and I think that's what's going on here. I think yeah. you're right about that. And Musk is seeing an opportunity to gut 
yeah. California. And by I've, fascism, everyone, you know we, what we mean by that is the government putting their fingers on the scales of a free economy. That's it, right. And we're, being in bed with business. It, sub, some subsidies yep. and yep. tax breaks and payoffs yeah, that right. are trying to manipulate the it's economy. Like welfare for the rich. <laughs> or business owners. Yeah. yeah. That's oh, what it yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, so, but right. when you live in that kind of society, how do you not partake of it and yet beat it? Yeah. Because I think that's the challenge. When, it's hard. So then, because yeah. this is where you say, well, if I have a comp- if I have the kind of money where I can buy a forty-four billion dollar company, right. and I can use fascism up against itself, right. how do you then? Do you say no? I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Or do you say no? I'm going to do that right. so that I can destroy the system. Well, how, how, well, what's like, the way you engage in that? Well, it's like when, if you're like a, a missionary in I, I, I friends of ours. Um, uh, Pastor Blake Purcell is mentioned before in yeah, Russia. Russia. Um, you know, he's a missionary there. And um, if you get pulled over by the cops, you have to bribe him. Yeah. Yeah. You just yeah. have to. That's just part of the deal. And yeah. does God hate bribes? Yeah, he does. Yeah. And if you want to function there, just have cash in your pocket, yeah. pay off the cops and move along. Yeah. Um, I Do you want that long term in Russia? No. When As the gospel takes root, you want to have just civil magistrates and police officers that mind their own business and do their job and that don't don't take bribes. Yeah, but then but But, this is a little different, though, because you're actually using the bribing system itself in order to be able to. to, So you don't just you actually look for the cops to to take the bribe and you use that. But Proverbs says that uh, a gift can give you favor with the king. Mm. And I think I think this is a also also Jesus says um, uh, um, be uh, be wise with uh, mammon. So this, uh, you, you, you remember the wise uh, business account owner? His, yeah. his his boss says, "Hey, you're going to get fired," and he says, "Hold on, I'll and pay he, you, I'll pay uh, you." Yeah. And he runs around yeah. and he makes some good business deals with all the, the people. his boss. Yeah. Then he gets fired. Yeah, but he's set himself up to be friends with yeah. all those accounts. Yeah. And Jesus says. Some of y'all need to take some notes from this guy. So this, this game. So then, this doesn't have to be a ditch. No, it, it doesn't have to it be. It depends it's on same, how you play your hand but, on but this. But I think though. it's the same way that Christians have started public uh, Christian schools. Like we've we've created an alternative economy uh, in, in this in this crazy uh, socialistic um, uh, uh, monopoly. Yeah. Of the world and what Christians have done is we created. So I think I, my, my point there is I think we got to be wise in the kind of battles we pick here. I'm not quite sure if this yeah, is the no, wisest I mean, battle I, in California. I think, I think this is sort of like I mean I, I grant you th- this really could go either way. Yeah. yeah. I, I guess I'm just saying I'm not sure it's absolutely him going down. I think this oh, is okay. this is uh, uh, King Kong and Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know who wins in this. I feel like we both lose. In uh, that but but uh, real quick, before you, you sign us out, yeah. I'm supposed to tell you that CrossPolitik oh, yeah. has an email list. That's right. Uh, That's if right. you're not already subscribed to our CrossPolitik email list, mm-hmm. you really should be. Mm-hmm. Um, being subscribed to our email list means you won't miss any of our updates about CrossPolitik or the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network, um, new um, uh, backstage content conference materials, and other um, special offers. You'll hear what's on the schedule for the week, live events, conference updates, rowdy Christian merch, updates from other shows within the Fight, Laugh, Feast network, and you'll hear from sponsors of the show as they seek to take dominion for God's kingdom in the business world. So to subscribe, simply enter your email address at the bottom of the page at fightlaughfeast.com. So go to fightlaughfeast.com, enter your email address. We promise not to spam you, or we're not going to sell your nope. email address to a bunch of um, nope. um, crazy people that want to, you know, tell you about uh, their, you know, rich gold, uncle gold, with gold, the- gold mine in Nigeria or whatever. <laughs> um, but uh, but when the prince of Nigeria emails you, you respond. <laughs> <laughs> Just, but at the same time, what we are seeking to build 
an army of people mm-hmm. um, who believe in right. the Lordship of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. over all of life. And if this is a blessing to you and you want to track with us, um, put your email address in there so we can keep in touch. Mm-hmm. So if you're single, get married. If you're married, have you some kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until tomorrow, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politic. Putting off writing that proposal again? Yeah, we've been there. Proposal writing can be tough. It takes work. And if you're not careful, you can set up your company for failure. Well, that's where we come in. Smart Pricing Table is an innovative application that focuses on, well, the pricing table. Instead of a static document and constant back and forth, our platform creates interactive proposals that empower your prospects. Not sure if something is needed? Make it optional. Have complicated services that vary? Let your customer do the work with line item upsells. Have reoccurring services? Easy peasy. With Smart Pricing Table, you can create attractive proposals quickly. And our system is built for reuse, so you can get out of that hamster wheel. Give your customers choice and close deals quickly with Smart Pricing Table. Home, it's where you build your legacy, where traditions are started, seeds are planted, meals are shared, and stories are told. We are Chris Natalie Carpenter, owners of Story Real Estate, and our team of top agents helps people find homes in Moscow, Idaho, and around the country. Have you thought about a move? Contact us to get connected with a top agent who shares your values and puts your family first or reach out to us about our Moscow Relocation Guide. Wherever you're looking to go, we can help you find home. Call us at Story Real Estate or visit us at storyrealestate.com and start building your legacy.